So is He-Man supposed to be mounting Godzilla or <laughs> He-Man? Wait, wait. Or Thundercat Man? <laughs> Thundercat Man. <laughs> What's his name? Lino. Come on. Yeah, man. I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> yes. Thundercat Man, go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can honestly say I haven't watched that cartoon since I was like six, so I don't know. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> oh my god. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Thundercat man. <laughs> well, first it was He Man. Look at him. He's like, oh, fucking assholes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is all accurate. <laughs> Welcome. Here you will hear stories of the unknown, tales of the twisted and terrible have been silenced. The strange and the transcendent. Riddles. Secrets. As your guides, we will take you on an expedition where the curtain between worlds is torn. This is The Farthest Reaches. Welcome to The Farthest Reaches, everybody. My name is Matthew, and I am here with Josh. Hi. Oh yeah, and Brady. What? What? <laughs> so, how's everyone doing? Wow, great. Good to hear. Pretty darn peachy. All right, yeah. Fucking we're, we're doing great. Explorer. Give Shot us a fucking second to up. respond. I don't think he wants us to respond. I wasn't asking you guys. Yeah, I was right. asking them. Well, you didn't give them a chance to respond. They said they were Dude, doing is great. Is this some door of the explorer crap here? Which way should we go? That was a fantastic movie. Okay, left or movie. Yeah. Oh, I guess they did make a movie. Yeah, didn't Danny Trejo. Like a live action or something. Yeah, Danny Trejo is the monkey, which I fucking think is amazing. Wait, what? Uh, yeah, yeah, Danny Trejo voiced. Voiced, or voices he the voiced or was he like dressed as boots? boots. <laughs> yeah, no, he voiced his boots. I but I would have loved if he was just running around as the monkey with like a small child. That would be fucking. <laughs> just kidding. I've never seen it. I haven't either. We're all just fucking filthy liars. Yep, we're all frauds. I've seen the cartoon. Okay. Well, that's where the best song in the world came from. I'm the map. 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 <laughs> what character would be singing that song? It was the fox. Yeah. Ah, uh, swiper, no swiping. <laughs> Damn. Okay, that was a that was a fun little adventure we just went on there. Speaking of fun adventures, Matt, what do you have for us today? Today I have something a little different. Um, it involves a video game <laughs> what mystery. <a> loser. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Please go on. Nope. <laughs> I don't like that, friend. I'm scared. Hey, uh, we need to talk about it. We say we talk about it, but we haven't yet. So this is going to be our initial episode into it. Ooh. Hey, ooh. we talked about elf bowling that one. Time. God damn it. Elf bowling and the snowball game that yeah. I still okay. can't think of the Next name episode of. can be about Minesweeper. How about that? Dude, I love me some Minesweeper. 3D I'm, pinball. I, I guarantee there's some- Tic-tac-toe. I guarantee there's some weird fucking theories on Minesweeper. Anyway. Okay, so have either of you gentlemen heard of Pale Luna? No. No. Sounds like a beer. It does. It does, doesn't it? Sounds it? Like, a, like a blue moon knockoff. Yeah. yeah. Pale Luna. Pale Luna. <laughs> Pale Luna. <laughs> so Pale Luna is involved with a murder mystery. Ooh. Pale Luna was a text-based adventure game. It came out um, along the veins of Zork and the Lurking Horror. 
which are just other fairly famous text-based yeah. adventure games. I'm, I'm familiar with the genre. You know, you'd, you'd have a, basically a prompt come up and you would enter in. It would kind of give you like, oh, you're in a room. What do you want to do? And it would recognize certain things. Yeah. Or, but it's all text-based narrative driven. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like a text-based game of Dungeons and Dragons in a way. In, in a way, yeah. yeah. You, you have those elements to it. I know like there's a Choose uh, your own adventure. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy one that's yeah. pretty famous. I remember when I was younger trying to find my own like game to get into. And I would find all these like cool ads online, like, yeah, try this game out. I mean, it would look cool, a bunch of spaceships, fire mm. and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, let's do that. I download it. It's free. I'm like, you know, win-win. Let's go. text-based. Yep. And I can't stand text-based. Because you don't have an imagination. Really? Nope. So I like, I like <laughs> text-based <laughs> no, a little bit. Yeah, I like it too. I think I've uh, if it's leaned right. a little more towards it. Like, or I should say, um, become more used to it now. I mean, as a ten-year-old, oh. you know, text-based. But if yeah, you have other, I want to see you, people if you have other alternatives. Dying. Yeah. Yeah, but hey, whoever designed that cover, they synced you in. Yeah. Yes, they did. They're at their marketing department did a damn good job. Yeah. Hook, Fuck line, yeah. and sync. But Matthew. so it's a text-based game. Yeah. Um. However, by the time it came out, the text-based adventure games kind of went out of fashion. Sure. So it was along the, the end of those lines. Uh-huh. The game apparently originated and never really circulated outside of the area of San Francisco Bay. Okay. All copies have been disposed of along with all the computers that actually ran the program. Oh, no, it's like E.T. Now, I will say, well, as far as my research concludes, I can't find much of this set in stone. So it's really shrouded in mystery. This whole game is okay. It is on creepy pasta, but I cannot find what came first, whether it was creepy pasta or the actual idea or, or comment or so of the game. Okay. I mean, okay. I mean, like a lot of things originate. I mean, fuck, look at Slenderman. I mean, it yeah. originated from creepy pasta, and then it kind of yeah. grew into this thing, and, and then all of a sudden you had then... girls stabbing their classmates yeah. in the name of Slenderman. I know that story. So. Oof. Yeah, a lot of people think this game is you know, to be real. They're like, yeah, I've, you know, I've seen copies of this game at the time. The earliest I can find somebody noting the game's presence is around 1993. Okay. That's about the time of those... Like text-based games. It's stuff, definitely yeah. towards the end of that that era, like you were saying. Yeah, early computer games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm gonna get into how the game actually played. Okay. Okay. Because it was relatively short. The the outcome of it. That is, if you knew how to work it, and if it actually existed. So upon booting the program, the player was presented with a screen almost completely blank. Except for the text, you are in a dark room. Moonlight shines through the window. There is gold in the corner, along with a shovel and a rope. There is a door to the east. Command, and then you input a command. Sure. So, this begins the game. As the only commands that the game would accept were pick up gold, pick up shovel, pick up rope, open door, and go east. After using those commands, the player was soon presented with the following. Reap your reward. Pale Luna smiles at you. You are in a forest. There are paths to the north, west, and east. Command. What quickly infuriated the few that have actually played this game, or I should say have said to have played this game, was the confusing and buggy nature of the second screen onward. 
only one of the directional decisions would be the correct one. For example, on this occasion, a command to go in a direction other than north would lead to the system freezing, requiring the operator to hard reboot the entire computer. Further, any subsequent screens seem to merely repeat the above text, with the difference being only the directions available. Worse still, the standard text adventure commands appeared to be useless. The only accepted non-movement related prompts were use gold, which can cause the game to display this message, not here. If you selected use shovel, it brought up not now. And if you selected use rope, it prompted the text, you've already used this. Huh. So it sounds like they didn't beta test, and that's the scariest thing of all. <laughs> so most who played this game progressed a couple of screens into it and then became fed up, having to constantly reboot and tossing the disc in disgust. They just wrote off the experience as a shoddily programmed farce. I have played some shitty-ass games. I think we've all played some shitty-ass games. However, there is one thing about the world of computers that remains true. And that is no matter the era, some people who use them have way too much time on their hands. Yep. A young man by the name of Michael Nevins decided to see if there was more to Pale Luna than what met the eye. Five hours and 33 screens worth of trial and error and unplugged computer cords later, he finally managed to make the game display different text. Now... What that means, based on what I researched, was when you ended up in the forest, like it previously stated, you'd have a certain number of directions to choose from. Choose the wrong one, the computer just says, nah, I'm done, fuck it, turn it off, reboot me. Now, if you go back into it and you know keep doing trial and error like it stated, you would eventually find the right one to progress. And it did this a lot. Okay. It would be north, south, east, you know, yeah. choose south, computer goes down. Choose north, okay, let's go east and west now. Choose west, okay, let's go east or north. And it keeps doing all this. Sure. So I guess that was 33 screens worth, as it says. Once he was able to get past that part, the text in the new area read, Pale Luna smiles wide. There are no paths. Pale Luna smiles wide. The ground is soft. Pale Luna smiles wide. Here. Command. It was another hour still before Nevin stumbled upon the proper combination of phrases to make the game progress any further. Dig hole, drop gold, then fill hole. This caused the screen to display, congratulations, 40.24248, negative 121.4434. I wonder what those numbers could be. Anybody have an idea? What's it sound like? It's uh, your bank account info. <laughs> That's your routing and account number. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, that, yeah. Could Sounds it like, be... Ooh, what, Brady, what? Could it be... Coordinates? No. Oh, sorry, I'm stupid. That's just a random number that was inputted on a calculator. Oh, it's an IP address. No. <laughs> Longitude and latitude. According to those two numbers, the coordinates are 40 degrees, 14 minutes, 32.9 seconds north, and 121 degrees, 26 minutes, 36.2 seconds west. Okay. Upon which the game ceased to accept the commands, it required the user to reboot one last time. And after some deliberation, Nevins came to the conclusion that the numbers were, in fact, lines of latitude and longitude. The coordinates led to a point in the sprawling forest that dominated the nearby Lassen Volcanic Park. 
which is in California. And okay. if you put those in your phone, it's exactly where it comes up. Okay. So is this like some fucked up version of geocaching? <laughs> this is the first <laughs> the, the predecessor? I don't yeah. know, man. Yeah. This is the guy that started it all. <laughs> We're going to start it with the video game. Yep. As he possessed much more free time than since, Nevins vowed to see Pale Luna through its ending. The next day, armed with a map, compass, and a shovel, he navigated the park's trails, noting with amusement how each turn he made corresponded roughly to those that he took in-game. Though he initially regretted bringing the cumbersome digging tool on a mere hunch, the path's similarity all but confirmed his suspicions that the journey would end with him face-to-face -face with an eccentric's buried treasure. Out of breath, after a tricky struggle to the coordinates, he was pleasantly surprised by a literal stumble upon a patch of uneven dirt. Hmm. Shoveling as excitedly as he was, it would be an understatement to say that he was taken aback when his heavy strokes unearthed the badly decomposing head of a blonde-haired little girl. What? That, that took a fucking turn, did it not? So Just it is a, a fucked up version of geocaching. I was right. <laughs> <laughs> so Nevins promptly reported the situation to the authorities. The girl was identified as Karen Paulson, 11 years of age, reported as missing to the San Diego Police Department a year and a half prior. Efforts were made to track down the programmer of Pale Luna, but the nearly anonymous legal gray area in which the software swapping community operated inescapably led to many dead ends. Collectors have been known to offer upwards of six figures for an authentic copy of the game. The rest of Karen's body was never found. As intriguing as that sounds, when I try to investigate Michael Nevins or Karen Paulson, I can't find really anything. San Diego Police Department you know, found a decomposing head of a young girl who seemed to be Karen Paulson, 11 years of age. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like if you do any kind of Google search of like missing girl, her name, something should come up. So that definitely makes me believe that this is a creepypasta, but it's an interesting one. It is. Now, it could all be just fake. Maybe just parts of it are fake. I have found someone on Reddit who supposedly got a copy of the game, and they put up a Let's Play, uh, basically a Let's Play, on YouTube. And for about five minutes worth, it shows them doing the uh, program, solving it. And okay. they're running a program also that stops the program from crashing their computer. Okay. Thankfully, that's why it's only five minutes and not five hours worth. But it seems to display everything that they say. You know, all sure. the directions through the forest. And then when you get there, it says, congratulations, you know, pale Luna smiles wide, command. And then uh, you dig the hole, you put the gold down, and then put the dirt back. And then it presents you with the longitude and latitude. Hmm. Yeah. Now, I mean, somebody easily could have just made. You could make that. True. Yeah. You could make that in an afternoon. That, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't be too difficult. Yeah, especially, especially something from the 90s, like a game like that. Something uh, easily could just make their own version. It's, it's a command prompt game. Yeah. I mean, it, it wouldn't be that difficult at all. You know, somebody that may be a fan of this story. Oh, yeah. There's the all, motivations there for all sure. All kinds of, like, fan versions of creepypasta games. Yeah. I mean, again, Slender Man. Slender Man, yeah, that'd be yeah. great. I mean, it started as a creepypasta that turned into a game, and now there's count, like, oh, I shouldn't say countless. There's a handful of There's quite a few adaptations. And, yeah, yeah, different versions and I'm stuff like that. I'm surprised. I don't know how interesting this story is to me. Yeah. I don't believe it. I don't oh, think yeah. it really happened. I, mean, I think it's a creepypasta. Oh, yeah, it's I'm definitely pretty sure it's just a creepypasta. But, but on, like, one hand, too, like, 
it could like I, I mean of course yeah, I don't believe it but like just putting a thought into it too you know a fun idea well, I guess I shouldn't say a fun idea that makes it sound really bad but like a serial killer's like fucked up way of like showing where he buried a body yeah and things like um when you would select to use the rope mm-hmm. and it just comes back saying you've already used it oh, it I makes you feel that. like yeah. you are the killer yeah. Sure, you're and, in the shoes of them. And putting gold in the hole just is putting, putting head the, or whatever body. the, the oh, blonde little yeah, girl yeah. into the hole. Yeah, I didn't think about that one either. And I mean, you know, you could speculate saying that uh, maybe Karen Paulson was just a, a fake name to throw out there. 11 years of age was a fake name. Maybe it was just a Jane Doe. Um, I do find it weird that out of the name Karen Paulson, you can have the words Pale and Luna out of it. Yeah. Maybe they just kind of you know, rearranged some letters to make a name. I mean, it's not exactly like, you know, Lord Voldemort being <laughs> Tom Riddle or whatever. Wow, spoilers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Tom <laughs> sorry Marvolo Riddle or so. But sure. Yeah. I don't know. It was an interesting little story I found on a video game. That's yeah. A, that's I a mean, fun story. there are yeah. some fun, like, uh, creepypastas and, like, quote unquote stories of, like, games that have, like, demonic presence. And, like, yeah. there's uh, one about Sonic that apparently, like, if you stop, like, in certain frames, I forget what Sonic game, but oh, like, I remember that. you can see, like, a creepypasta creepy like dead sonic head or whatever <laughs> really shit. yeah oh those are yeah but yeah i mean like it's i like this things. one it's, yeah, i like this, this one more than oh yeah, yeah. this ones. one's actually really really yeah. cool yeah the, the backing for it is a lot more pronounced than others oh yeah absolutely. other games and I, I i think it's really cool yeah, yeah. it's one of those things it's it's fun, i have just... a haunted mario cartridge and mario <laughs> looked at me but there was something not quite with it right with his eyes and he was dead and then then, then i was murdered like i don't know that's what a lot of those <laughs> stories are but that, this one i actually kind of like it's at least a little a little nuanced and yeah. kind of fun it's funny you bring up mario because i think in super mario galaxy 2 there's a part where you can see like a, a ridge line and there's a few figures up there what looks like figures and if you really really zoom into it you can see it looks like a head and body with eyes and if you um data mine it you can uh see that there are some things that's like hell valley and like hell valley trees and something with those names almost like that was supposed to be maybe another part of the game or they got rid of it i say programmers put in little easter eggs and little Dumb or shit like that. that it is going yeah. to use. It is yeah. a little creepy to me that in that game they'd put something that says like Hell Valley trees went on and they, it looks like humans. They well, put a lot of dark and sexual things in Disney movies. So. Did you know? Yeah. Did you know in Super Mario Galaxy on the on the title screen there's like little twinkles that come up <laughs> on the Super Mario Galaxy like on each individual letter and it goes in a sequence that spells out I am Mr. Gay. Yep. I'm not even making that up. You can go look it up on YouTube. That's awesome. I learned that from the uh, Game Grumps. Yeah, many, I was going to say they even talked about that on there. Yeah. Yeah. I am Mr. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. I, uh, that was a fun story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought you guys might think it would be interesting. A little uh, different path than what we normally do. Yeah, like I, I said, mean, I don't believe it, but it's a fun little murder maybe, mystery. If it I, I is honestly, true, I, I think it's that'd fun be crazy. Doing, it's fun doing like these little side episodes and stuff. And like I said, this could totally like be like some fucked up killers where like to show where a body is because i mean fuck there's killers that write letters the zodiac killer and sure. shit like that and puzzles and yeah. all that stuff well if the listeners enjoy this maybe we can pick out a few creepy pastas and just have fun tell the story talk about it a little bit you know and yeah and try and try and find some of the better ones because there's a lot of crap out there that, that isn't really that good yeah mm-hmm. but then there are some quality ones like this i really enjoyed this yeah so. Yeah, thanks for sharing this with us, man. No problem. I thought you guys would enjoy it. I and I hope it. the listeners enjoyed it, too. Yeah, thanks for tuning in for this short episode. 
This is our smack bites. Yeah, this is our bite-sized. <laughs> it's a me episode. <laughs> Let us know how you guys liked this little mini episode. And if you guys enjoyed it, we'll be back in the future possibly with more of these. And if you yeah. absolutely fucking hated it, then we'll never, ever do it again. And blame Matt. It's all his idea. Yeah, and blame Matt. Really, really just flame him. Send us emails telling him Holy how he's going to end up like Karen Paulson. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Have a good one. Goodbye. Bye. Hey everyone, we here at the Farthest Reaches want to say thank you, because you, the listeners, make all of this possible. Please share our podcast with your friends, your family, or total strangers. You can find and connect with us on Facebook at the Farthest Reaches Podcast, Instagram at the Farthest Reaches, or Twitter at TFRPodOfficial. There, we will be posting all sorts of strange stuff and updates for upcoming episodes and whatever else we get ourselves into. If you would like to share a personal story by chance, then you can reach us at our email, thefarthestreachespodcast at gmail. We would love to hear from you, and maybe we will even tell your story to the world. In the meantime, though, explore the elusive. Seek the knowledge of the obscure, and together we can translate this strange language of reality into something that we can understand. With that said, thanks for tuning in.